nerd. Nerds. Nerds. I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? This week we are talking Bob Iger saying Disney is taking a break from Star Wars films. Bob Iger saying that the Fox Marvel properties will be under the Marvel umbrella. Captain Marvel's trailer blows everyone away. Marvel's Daredevil Season 3 will be released in October. Loki, Scarlet Witch, and others are heading to Disney's streaming service. Netflix announces a live-action Avatar series. Harvey Birdman returns to TV. And Batman's Wang makes it hard to find his comic book. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris, Mikey, and Ethan. That's a lot. It is. And we also forgot that the, we'll the Joker... Other, we'll come up with 40 other topics. Well, the, the Joker's costume was revealed this <laughs> we'll week. We'll talk about a subject, then go on a tangent and forget yeah. about four of them. So, Bob Iger um, was interviewed this week uh, saying that Disney is planning on taking a break from Star Wars films. Um, there's a lot of people... Said, I don't think he really said he's taking a well, break not, from Well, not films. so many words. Bob Iger said that he felt that they... He, he took the blame for the release schedule of a Star Wars film a year that led to Solo being a disappointment, yada, yada, yada. All he should take take the blame for is making it release in May instead of December. I still hold the belief that if that movie was released in December, it would have been a lot more successful. I totally agree. And no one would be having this conversation. Totally agree. And it, it led credence to what we've been talking about is that after episode nine, we thought they were going to take a break anyway. That's loud. <laughs> uh, we thought they'd take a break anyway for a year. Well, they hadn't, make any, hadn't made any announcements. Right, but we had said that's what we thought was the right thing to do. And right. now Iger's just like, well, one a year might be too much, which I still don't get how he says that, and then releases three to four Marvel films a year, along with TV series, along with the Netflix stuff. I mean, now you're going to have Netflix series and series on the the Disney app, and we'll get to that story later. I and you're so. going to have three films a year, at least? At least. I, I think here's the here's the reason why... You can do that with Marvel films more so than Disney. I mean, than than uh, Star Wars. So if we're just going to have Disney films. We're in trouble because right. they release forty films a year now. The Marvel films, they've been doing a good job where they're different enough. Each one that's coming out that year, where it's not like you're getting the same thing. I Whereas would, I, I would contend to you right there, Rogue One is a war film, and Solo is a heist film. In a set in the Star Wars universe, they're as different from two superhero films as the Skywalker slash Ray saga or whatever you but want see, to talk here, about, and that it's in the same world. It is, but so I, I think the, the problem. I think the problem is that where Rogue One worked, first of all, being in December, like we said, being you know getting its its own year within the calendar. Um, Solo was based on a character that was already established. Where if you would have done the Lando film instead of Solo, done the same film, but it was from Lando's point of view. It would have been so much cooler. It would have been, it would probably have been more accepted. Or if you would have done a character that... that falls under what you just said. Is Lando's still an established character. Yeah. And it Not does, as still, established. But here's the thing, it still doesn't address the idea of being saturated. Here's the problem, I think, with Solo. If you want to talk saturation... It's not saturation of a Star Wars film. It's a saturation of the fact that they had three big films in four weeks. They had Solo, Deadpool 2, and Avengers Infinity War. And basically, Lucasfilm decides to release this. Bob Iger says, you can't move it. Remember, right. we've had rumors plus, seemingly 
fairly well-sourced news, rumors, whatever, that Lucasfilm said, we do not want to release this in May. Right. And Disney, Bob Iger as the CEO, makes the ultimate decision to say, no, you have to release it here. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that when they're promoting the living hell out of Avengers, they knew Avengers was going to be the biggest film of the year. Right. They, they're, they were they, cramming it into a time. Into they're cramming a, it into a time with a bunch of films and a bunch of stuff. And yes, to have no lead up, you have the late trailer. Yes. You, have, you already have the issues with the production, be that as, as they may. I said it when we, when we were talking about this at the store. I said maybe the worst thing that happened to Solo is that Ron Howard is an ultimate professional and was able to finish that movie in a standard amount of time. Right. The best thing Ron could have done was come in. Like, I know him. <laughs> hey, Ron, what's up? He, If he had come in and said, you know what? There's no way I'm making the no, May, the May deadline. Yeah. There's, there's not a chance. I can't release this third week of May. You're out of your mind. That's what J.J. Abrams did. Right. When they threw away Michael Arndt's script and asked J.J. to rewrite it, the first thing he said to Lucasfilm, he said to Kathy is, I can't do this by May. Right. Because that was supposed to be May. Look how different our world would have been if you would have had seven, Rogue One, and eight all come out in May. I know. Within, within, within a that, bunch of stuff for, for, for superheroes and stuff. As, that's as five Wars, months of each other. Star that would Wars have been... took a 10-year took a break, right? Yep. 2005. In that 10 years, Marvel does this. <laughs> I need a new mic. That's a different mic than you had last week. Well, then it's just me. I make mics fall over. Um, in the 10 years <laughs> since episode three and... Episode 7. Right. Because that's numbers. Marvel established itself as that early summer. And then was like, we're early summer and we're early fall and we're we're mid of spring. You know, whatever we're, we're putting Late out summer. there. Late summer. Yeah. Because the, the argument when people say that the Star Wars films are too close together and the Marvel films aren't, I don't buy that. Because... It's not like we're getting a Luke Skywalker film every year. It's not like we're getting a Han Solo film every year. Right. It's not like we're getting a Leia film every It's not like we're getting Galactic Civil War films in the same time period. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. We're getting different films. Different enough. Different eras. Is it in this is it in the same Of course. The sci-fi universe is a sci-fi universe. It's it's in its own thing. We ha, it's in its own world. We have different eras. Solo and Rogue One are in the, the Galactic Civil War era. Mhm. And the rest of it, of course, is in, in our, our sequel trilogy. It's in its own canon. Yeah. Well, but it's it all the same canon, but I think the other thing is because I've I think heard they feel a, different too. I've heard a lot of Star Wars fans that are like, especially the ones that are like in the five of first and the and, you know in the uh, R two builders and things like that. We're starting to say that there is a fatigue with so much Star Wars. But the, here again, I. I question people who have dedicated their entire hobby life to building Star Wars stuff because they're right. living Star Wars every day. Right. So, of course, it's going to be too much. But that's your choice. Sure. You made the choice to delve yourself into, I got to build armor. I got to build another armor. I got to build a droid. I got to build another droid. I'm talking to people who are building armor. I'm talking to people mm-hmm. who are building droids. I'm talking to people who are obsessed with these films and little minute details and like... Is the armor one tenth of an inch thick, or is it one twelfth? And I got to get this right. And all right. That. Of course, they're going to get blown out on it. But, but those but of us that of are enjoying people... a lot of different hobbies or a lot of different things, once a year for Star Wars is great. Plus, you have a cartoon, and then now we're going to have a live action series. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. Was most of these people that I've talked to aren't reading the comics, aren't reading the books. Mm-hmm. They're maybe some of them watching the cartoons, and you know, and then they're seeing the films, and they're saying that that's too much. When if you're like you and I, 
reading the novels, watching the cartoons, there's reading very, the comics. There's very little Star Wars media I'm not consuming. Right. It's mostly just video games. Right. As, as a category, the only thing I'm not doing is playing Battleground. Battlefront. Battlefront. Battlefront, whatever. Um, other than that, I've consumed most about everything. I've yeah. read every Marvel comic since it's been released. Mm-hmm. I've read all the novels except Phasma. and uh, <laughs> The ones you're having trouble getting through. Yeah. Phasma, uh, Force Awakens, and I need to get back to Leia. Um, Leia was good. I liked Leia. I, I, just, I just, every time It I took st- you a while to get through Blood... Uh, uh, blood Bloodline. It, it, I struggled at the beginning of it, but once I started to... It, it's the, the problem with the Leia book is every time that I pick it up, there's something else that comes out. Right. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to it right now. Oh, wait, Solo just came out, and I was excited to read Solo. So yeah. I still got to finish that. But um, I don't I get... I start that one. If you are a fan of this world, then I think the saturation comment comes from people who are not happy with the quality of what they're getting. So... Then what, uh, to me, because it's like, what what is saturation? If you're getting good stuff, how is it being saturated? Okay, then so what was the problem with Solo? Why did people I, reject the, it so much? The problem with Solo was, one, people who are idiots and like, I'm never going to watch Star Wars again because Last Jedi was bad because Luke Skywalker wasn't a good person. Or exactly what I said. It has nothing, no, nothing to do with Star Wars. It had to do with the fact that that movie is dropped in the worst place. You start establishing a tradition. You have three years in a row of December releases, and all of a sudden you're like, here's March, May. And now... This was was the first film. It took years for Marvel to finally release something that wasn't in that first thing of the summer, remember? Right. The first time they're like, okay, we're we're, going to release a film in November. I think it was Thor 2. Yeah. Remember how bad Thor 2 did? Yeah, and then everybody. The worst one. Well, then everybody. When Guardians was released in August, everybody's like, "Ooh, that's the that was death a late month. time for that." Yeah, every, that's no, why would Marvel do that? that? Film was okay, and then everything exploded. And Marvel's like, "We can, we can now, after establishing ourselves for years as quality product, we can take a film, we can put it in the Marvel universe, we can have a talking tree in it, we can release it on Mars on January first at midnight and tell people that's the only way you can see it, and people will go see it." <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of different factors for Solo's disappointment, which well, is an, on, an odd film. thing to say for the fact that it made a bunch of money. Right. It's the first film that didn't get, like I said, its full year of promotion. It didn't get the the early trailer, you know, that that everybody got excited, or the teaser trailer everybody got trailer excited about. It didn't get a Force Friday. It didn't get its toy, you know, the the. the and Hasbro thing. mentioned that it, at Comic Con where they said mm-hmm. we didn't have enough time. There's only four characters. There five characters. Five, right? It was no four. Right. It was Han, Chewie, Lando, and the Range Trooper. Yes. Because that's all the time they had to do it. Right. And now Hasbro at, at Comic Con admitted we have a year and a half mm-hmm. of of lead in time because of where they started with Solo. We have a year and a half before we're going to do Episode Nine uh, figures. Right. So that's why they're doing they're doing all these these re-releases. They're going to do new figures from Phantom Menace for the 20th anniversary next year. They got all this time to do all well, just this stuff, how and we're more. finally seeing we're looking at a Moloch figure right on our on our table here. Yeah. from Solo, it's taking them time to get to Val and Rio and um, uh, Beckett, uh, L three and Beckett, and there's one more. Maybe I'm thinking of Moloch. There's like five or six other characters that are coming out right. from the film. Now you said Rio, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that figure. That figure I know. That figure's gorgeous. Um, so it's a lot of different factors. But the, and I just, I think, 
part of my problem is what Bob Iger saying of talking about oversaturation is he's giving this credence to fans that that's what they're saying is wrong with it when it isn't. To me, those fans that are talking about oversaturations are the ones that thought Rebels isn't Clone Wars and and Episode Eight wasn't exactly like Star- Empire Strikes Back. But think of how much more excited people would be worth it building to coming out in two months or two and a half months as opposed to it was you know the DVD just came out. Comes out this Tuesday. or the the yeah. Blu-ray comes out Tuesday. Yeah. The digital's been out for a week or so, but think of how much more excited people will be for Solo coming in December only, if you would have had this much time of a build-up. Not only that, and, but having you know time to market the thing. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. But also having that much more of a break between the Last Jedi, people's dis, you know disdain, we'll we'll call it for that movie would have subsided a lot more. Then, you know, oh, here we are, December, and then May, guess what? A brand new Star Wars film, even though you're right now saying how much you hate the Star Wars universe. Yeah. If you would have had that whole year. People that were still smarting over it. You had people, if you want to talk about saturation, the saturation was listening to fans bitch at each other about Last Jedi, whether they loved it or whether they hated it. We had four months of listening to people, I can't believe Last Jedi was terrible. I can't believe you didn't like it. I can't believe that I didn't like it. I can't believe you liked it. It's terrible. All of that, and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, here's another Star Wars film. Because we've never had that. There's been never a divisive film in Marvel. We keep going back to Marvel because it's kind of the closest thing that we can talk to in the fact of saturation stuff. And it's, there hasn't been that divisive Marvel film. It's not like Ant-Man came out and, and, and Marvel fans came to like, this is a really great film that's different than all the other ones. And the other half of the, the group were like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to the Marvel Universe and my childhood is over because the action figures I used to play with are worthless because somebody decided to do something different. The closest anything's ever come to it is the fact that someone danced at freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And even then, a film that made nearly a billion dollars worldwide, that's not really an argument anymore. <laughs> it's hard to say, oh, well. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, and even, the funny thing is they even, you know they the even realized the, the stupidity of that and made a fu- it, made joke of it in the, Avengers. The number one selling physical DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, whatever you want to talk about of the year is not Avengers Infinity War. No. It's Last Jedi. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's an odd thing. I've now seen people in the speakeasy groups that I'm in, they're like, oh yeah, I, I'm trying Solo when it was digital. Oh, this is great. Why didn't I go see this in the theater? Right. And it's like, morons. Like, why didn't you go see it in the theater? Solo is so much of It's so fun. And here's the thing. Solo's a great Star Wars film for people that enjoy the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But it's I have also, a friend who just likes the Skywalker stuff, and so he really didn't like Solo. And I'm like, you're a moron. But it's one of those films where it, it's just a fun film to put on. You can sit there, and you can put it on, and then maybe two days later watch it again. Just because it's... You know, there's not a lot that you have to invest in, but it's just a fun, exciting movie that takes you on a ride, and you get to enjoy the ride no, no matter how many times you watch it. But also, the, it's a movie that if it was changed where it wasn't Star Wars, but the same type of movie with just an original. If you story made it Firefly, people would have lost their goddamn minds sure. thinking it's the greatest film ever because it's a Firefly movie. And that's it's a, a totally a Firefly movie. movie. It's yeah. a heist movie, and it's. That's perfectly fine. One of the things we've been talking about this type of stuff in, in is when something isn't your favorite, it doesn't mean it's bad. Right. So I talk about this in the difference between Rogue One and Last Jedi. I enjoy both of those films for very, very different reasons. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me which one I liked better, enjoyed better, I'd take Rogue One because I can sit down, I can watch it, and it's over. Right. 
I've seen Last Jedi now five times. Every time I watch that film, something else starts percolating in my head. I start picking apart these little pieces. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. and it's such a meta film to me about Star Wars and its fandom and its its and its success and its pop culture and stuff like that. And you're pulling those people up. And it makes me think, did Ryan Johnson really think about those types of things when he was doing it? Or is this a coincidence? Is it an, uh, a subconscious thing where he's talking about Star Wars fandom and all this type of stuff? Or is he really good? I don't have those questions with Rogue One. I watch Rogue One going, I really wish Donnie Wen survived. Yeah. Because I want Chirrut and Baze. I want the adventures of Chirrut and Baze across the galaxy. That's that's the live action show I want. Yeah. The two of them, just like, they're in a starship flying across the galaxy, just beating stormtroopers to death. That would be great, but that's not going to happen. They're different types of films. Solo is a different type of film than Last Jedi. Last Jedi is a different type of film than Rogue One. Rogue One's a different type of film than Force Awakens. And they're all different types of films than Episode One, which features a talking frog. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> not liking no Jedi. But, but Bob Iger saying, or, you know, insinuating that they're taking a break with Star Wars films, I mean, they're not. They're, or within, you know, a year, they just, the way things are set up right now is, and they That's don't the have, other question they I don't have. have everything planned out like they did for those first five films. Well, I also don't think, we're, we're the media sites and stuff took this to be, they were in the middle of production of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right. Yoda, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, Ryan Dark. Johnson's all three films are being filmed at the same time and the guys from Game of Thrones I really need to remember their names because I can't remember the two films are, that they're doing whatever all of that production's been halted right none of that no. stuff was really in production like the farthest we got was the rumor that James Mangold was going to direct a Boba Fett film but there's no real truth to that not there, that anybody there was knows. nothing set in stuff matter of fact so even the idea of them the saying hold on the, the idea of them saying we're going to slow down. We're going to take a break as if this is a decision made today versus a decision that was made two years ago. Right. Of saying, you know what? We did Rogue One. We're going to do Solo. And then we'll see after Solo from the start whether we're going to do Kenobi, mm-hmm. Boba Fett, Lando, whatever. He admits in – or maybe it's – no, it's the, it's the John Kasdan's the, the tweets, the 53 yes. facts where he said – he really wants to see Donald Glover play Lando again, along with the rest of the world. Right. But now all that kind of gets thrown into this this mishma. They're, we're obviously getting a TV series, yep. a live action TV series. We know Resistance is coming. There's no cancellation of Ryan Johnson's uh, trilogy. Right. There's no cancellation of the other films that the guys from Game of Thrones are doing. As of now, who knows what we see in the future? But the slowdown for him, maybe something was, we always intended this in the first place. We'll go back and, and listen so to our old podcast. It's not we, a, also, we, we said we had a feeling that after episode nine, there's going to be maybe a year or so of a break. Because they haven't yeah, announced I, I said 2020 they shouldn't. I said it, that I thought it would be. I, I, I probably would have given it like 50-50 odds. But I said the right decision after episode nine, as nine is supposed to kind of tie all these other uh, eight films together in the saga yeah. – Wrap up the the Skywalker, yeah. You know, if 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 I had my druthers, Infinity War two next year would be the last Marvel film for a year. Because remember the the year that we had between Avengers and Iron Man three, right? You had the best Marvel film you had seen. It just it fulfilled your fantasies like this is amazing. And then you had to sit and stew for an entire year. And then you get Iron Man three, and it's the most successful of any film that doesn't have the word Avengers in the title. Mm -hmm. That movie made gajillions of dollars. Because everybody sat for 12 months going, I need to see a Marvel film. I need to see a Marvel film. And but I thought that was the right thing to do with Star Wars. You give them episode nine. 
which hopefully would have been fantastic. Although now, who knows? Because episode eight was so bad, it made me think about things. Yeah, it's just and then you're just the cynicism with Star Wars fans. You yeah. know, cynicism with fans. Yeah. True. <laughs> yes. Okay, with fans, but me, but Star Wars fans in particular, because that's what we're talking about right now. Is episode seven? People had major issues with. Not as eventually. Uh, eventually, Rogue One all of a sudden had this weird backlash. After you know, later after it was out, after everybody was you know they loved it, there was this weird internet backlash to it, and then we had Episode Eight, which just everybody in the world they they wanted Kathleen Kennedy's head on a spot on a pike. Well, not everybody, like I said, it's a divisive film. It's Last Jedi seems to invite very much like like almost a political spectrum where. The only voices we hear are in the extremes. Right. The people that are like, I love this film. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite Star Wars films, which is where I was. And people that were like, I'm never watching a Star Wars film again, which is the rest of the internet. Right. Being all the way over here. Those people in the middle that are like, yeah, it's a Star Wars film. I enjoyed it. You don't say anything. And we talked about this with a lot of different things. Well, I'll tell you what. The, the people that hated it really should have read The Legend of Luke Skywalker first. Because I people who hated it need to grow up. Because that I agree, but the Legend of Luke Skywalker gave you the galaxy's interpretation, you know, on a personal level of what they thought of Luke Skywalker, and it was the, you know, the swashbuckling hero that came in and saved the day, and Luke says in that film, "I can't be that person. I'm not that person." You know, you, you make him a deity, you expect him to clean up your mess for you. He can't go around the galaxy standing in front of an entire army with his little laser sword, as he put it, and taking on the entire, you know, I can group. do an entire dissertation as how people who don't like Last Jedi is what's wrong with all of pop culture. Oh, sure. Because it's all based off of this... This thing that Star Wars helped create of everything has a backstory that's six miles long. Yeah. And when you don't get it, the fun that we used to have of creating our own or extrapolating your own no longer exists because people need to be told exactly what it is. What mm -hmm. is Snoke's backstory? Right. I don't know what it is. I have to it know. It doesn't matter. Well, that's a good what thing. They give you, what they give you is exactly what you get. He's the supreme leader of of the first order and he is is a, is a force master okay but why do people not have that same out, uh, backlash with marvel because there is their backstory for all of it it's called comic books sure and the things that they change we'll get to the captain marvel trailer soon are things that the mass audience accepts for it and the things that comic book audiences give themselves a chance to bitch about but they know you barely get you get barely get a backstory for Ronan, you barely got a backstory for. Granted, we will get more that's of it part of now. The, well, that's part of the reason why the villains have been so terrible for so long. Thanos gets, Thanos gets a pretty good backstory in it, in uh, terms of what. He, well, yes, he, okay. He gets enough. He gets he gets enough. Okay, but he gets none more than Ronan did. His four yeah. basically his four horsemen don't. But they're but they're that's the thing is there's four horsemen are just archetypes. They're right. just henchmen. They don't. Need it's backstory. okay. Yeah. No, it's I okay. agree. The shocker in 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 Amaze, in Homecoming. That's who he is. Right. I don't need to know his backstory. No, I agree. I don't need to know why 
this you know these different characters exist for what they are. No, I, I totally agree. So Bob we all Iger, know that the shocker got teased because he has huge ears. <laughs> Do you just bring Cold Stone every week? No. It's, Is it the same it, one? It's the no, same. It's, it's a just one. leftover. Oh, okay. No, it's still in there. Um. So Bob Iger had I, I don't know if it's the same interview or if it's a different interview. He was talking. He was asked about the. Fox Marvel properties. I think it's a different interview. Okay, it might have been a different interview. But he was asked whether or not those properties would fall under Fox or if they would revert to Marvel and uh, be with the you know under the, with the MCU and Kevin Feige basically controlling those properties. And he said, "No, of course they'll be with Marvel." You know, that's why? not what he said. What, what? He said Kevin Feige would be in charge of. Well, them. he'd be in charge of them. That doesn't mean they'd fall under Marvel. But no, I thought it, I thought the second part that said, "Of course, they will fall under Marvel." That's not in that quote. It's I not in the quote that I read. Swore that was in because the way that I read the quote, and it could mean that, and it right. could be exactly what Bob Iger meant. But as someone who picks apart language, he said Kevin Feige is going to be in charge of the X Men and that that property. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get folded in the MCU. Kevin Feige could be in charge of. He's he says in it that there's there's no reason you can interpret the quote he says is there's no reason to have two Marvels or something right. like that. Yes, that to me is Kevin Feige's in charge of it, but doesn't necessarily mean one connected universe in terms of creation or creativity. See, I, I didn't even read it as I didn't even read it as they're not in the MCU or they're the X universe or anything like that. I just read it as any Marvel property that Disney owns either through marvel themselves or through what they obtain will fall under marvel yes and that's what most people will that's not exactly what he's saying that's the thing is you it can, could mean it could you, you but could i'm also saying there's going to be an x universe and, a, and a MCU. the guy's a lawyer you know he's, right. he's a chief he's an oh, executive yeah. he's a lawyer he knows what he's talking about now he could be saying that to let everybody know yes we're going to fold them together wolverine's going to be on the avengers in 10 years or he could be saying, there's no reason to have two Marvels in terms of, I don't want two different people running two different Marvel franchises. Correct. I want one person running the two different Marvel franchises. I don't know. It, it, reading it, I didn't think it was the slam dunk of, they're going to be together. Do well, I think they are? Yes. I think it's 80-20 that, that they're going to be somehow moved into the Marvel Universe at some point. I still don't know if that's the best idea, considering how much they still want to get to. But we'll see. Well, I know that they. I mean, I know we were talk, going to talk about this in just a little bit, but the announcement of the Loki, Scarlet Witch, and all the others heading to the streaming service as they getting their mini series, I immediately went, "That's the fix for um, for the MCU and having way too many films." Are trying to do too many films in one year or so. I hope it's the same interview because it'd be interesting for him to say that we've oversaturated Star Wars, but now we're doing <laughs> four <laughs> more series. We're going to have Netflix, X-Men, Avengers, and Avengers TV. Right. And we're going to have cartoons on Disney XD. But you only not have one movie. Viewers. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. But, but, but one here's... movie a year for Star Wars. No. Is Bob Iger not a Star Wars fan? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> they put him in charge of it, and he's like, I don't want to do this crap. Stupid <laughs> laser swords and people moving stuff with their minds. F that. But here's the thing, though. Have was... you seen the X-Men? I know. Right? Telekinesis is? But with the, with the opportunity with the... Um... And I know that, that interview with, with Bob Iger, because they mentioned that... Uh, they mentioned the two uh, X, X movies that are already 
finished or somewhat finished with New Mutants and... Or somewhere in the ether. Yeah. If those were still going to happen and come out and everything. And they were very ambiguous about whether or not they were going to come out. It's not up to him. Right. That's not right up now, to him. it's not up to him. But... Or if the MCU was affecting those, or I mean, not MCU, but the the merger was affecting those films as a way. They were very, you know, he didn't even seem like he wanted to touch that subject and just kind of let it fall to the wayside. He may not be able to. He may not even be able to comment on it. Yeah, legally, he may not be able to because it's another studio. Right. As of now. But these these mini series that they're planning on doing on the streaming service, remember we were talking about the oversaturation of, of if you do X Men. And you know, and the MCU all in one year. Now it may end up being you get your X Men, you know, you you get your Avengers movie, you get your X Men movie, but Ant Man three now becomes a mini series on. You know, I'm not, I'm just using that as a as a no. Broad it depends example. on the property, right? The the way that the the characters that they've described for these mini series seem to lend themselves to it right and somewhat yeah some of them i think get slammed when they said daredevil is a tv series we're like that totally makes sense right you know that's that totally makes sense well what about uh, getting we're still waiting for it to be a black like, widow uh miniseries instead of a movie totally it's a secret agent you're doing mission yeah. impossible that's you do a winter soldier the scarlet yeah. witch one i'm interested i'm interested that, i don't know what story they can the, the thing that i think you can do uh, the scarlet which one they could tie they, if they well, no, is, the scarlet which one they could use to explain more of the magical kind of side that we don't see but that you don't have to pay benedict cumberbatch 40 million dollars to do dr strange 3 to right. re-explain how magic works in the mcu versus paying elizabeth or Olsen 10 what million if you used it six episodes what if you used it to explain or bring in the x universe that's that's, that's a really tall order one. that's a tall order I mean, if you're doing it in a miniseries, then you get at least a little bit more time than you would in a film. It's a lot of different things, and this is something, going back to Star Wars, but Kathleen Kennedy talked about, is how excited she was by the multitude of ways that they can tell stories in media. Mm -hmm. The classical ways of movies and TV, books, comic books, video games, VR, all these different things that she said, this is what Marvel's exploring now, is how many different ways can we tell the stories that we want people to to uh, consume that are connected to this one thing. Right. Go back to saturation. That may be more of what Bob Iger's talking about, is everything is canon and nothing doesn't matter. Right. You really, if you feel like you have to consume all of it in order to understand it, which you don't, you only have to do is see the films if that's all you it want It enhances do. them, but it, it doesn't. It enhances it, but it doesn't, yeah. You don't even have to read the books, even right. though reading Last Jedi made a lot not more sense, but it really expands on a lot of the things that I think people had questions for. But anyway, yeah. that's a subject for a different time. In this case with the MCU, it's with all these new platforms, yes. Could you do a Wolverine miniseries? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wolverine could easily be a TV show. All his time in Madripoor, that's mm-hmm. it, just gangster stuff with yep. Viper and, and, and him as Patch and everything? Sure. You could do AIM. You could do Hydra. You can do so many different things that you can do with... with there's a lot of... X characters that I think fit that mold. Yep. Probably any of them. I mean, they exist in sequential comic books where you had to come up with 12 stories a year. You know, you used to come up with well, 12, 22 page stories a year in order to figure out what the heck's happening with the Punisher, Daredevil, Scarlet Witch, Loki, Thor, all of right. them. Th- that's all TV series type stuff. So, and doing it in a, in a platform that allows you to control your own time, control your own episode count, control your own creative. You don't, you don't have 
ABC demanding that, you know, n- none of this can be near R-rated. We have to be able to sell advertising. Disney can just go, okay, Scarlet Witch can do whatever he wants. Loki can do whatever we want. Right. Um, what are the other two? That was all they, that's all they said, really. I thought, there was, I thought there was four. I think they were planning them, but I think the only two they announced was Loki and okay. Scarlet Witch. Did you see the theory that um, that Loki, that, that in, huh? On CBR? I, I, I think I saw it before CBR. But that in uh, Infinity War, uh, Banner is not actually Banner. It's Loki in disguise. Yeah, it's been like that's why he couldn't transform into the I Hulk. Saw it like a month ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, he, yeah, I, he he escapes on his own. He flips him. Yeah, that, that would actually be, Banner's like, in the same shuttle as as uh, as as oh, um, the one thing that Cord I would, and everybody else. The one thing that I would say. That well, the problem with it is you don't see Banner leave from the point in which he's Hulk, and starts to beat the living crap out of Thanos before Thanos just absolutely destroys him. And you see Loki after. Well, it could have been because so Lo- Loki's Loki? already shown that he can do a double of himself. Yeah, but can he do a double of himself when he's basically traveling through space and time onto Earth? Um, and the other problem is, is if if he's if he's Loki, why doesn't he do anything once he gets to Earth? Right. Because he's still going to die. You know, right. like he gets to Earth and pretending to be the Hulk doesn't help him. No, no, I, I agree with that. And I think it also... That was one of the theories, though. There was other theories yeah, in there. Yeah, but so. I also, I think that one lessens the connection between Banner and the Hulk. That seemed to be developing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I liked the dynamic that was kind of developing between Banner and the Hulk in this where the Hulk well, you even started. The... You started all the way back in Thor Ragnarok when he doesn't transform when he right. falls out, out of the plane. Right. They played it for humor, but you could go so far as to say the the, the acts that used to ch- change him into Hulk don't change him into Hulk after he's been the Hulk for two years. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That personality doesn't want to come out because you know either Banner's subconsciously afraid of not being able to turn back, or the Hulk is like. I had my time. Right. I don't want to go back to this. I'm not going to do. I don't get to go hang out and be the gladiator. I'll be the Hulk and, when I want to be the yeah. Hulk. Uh, no, 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 but that's what that, that I saw that theory, and it just when we were talking about Loki, I, the, I like the fact that it, he produced a double. His double died, and he's pulling the strings on all this, even on Thanos. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's the big bad. Well, that could. I mean, that could fill in the. Um, or Adam Warlock character within from the from the uh, from the novel graphic novel adaptation, if you want to say. Well, I was also thinking, if they're introducing scrolls into Captain Marvel, yeah, the Loki that died could have been a scroll, and Loki is still. Um, but even though, for, but we see the Loki as a scroll use magic because he hides the he hides his dagger. Yes. There he he mani- creates a dagger. He manifests his dagger in his yeah. hand, whether he's hiding it or, or however he yeah, does there's, it. Yeah, but Clerk was able to be to do a lot of things as a Super Scroll. So I think it, it's but. it's as a comic book fan, you can explain it away. Sure. If you're a writer for the Marvel Universe that fans don't know that type of stuff, right? You're playing it much more straightforward. Speaking of which, to me, the Captain Marvel trailer dropped. There were some. I don't understand how Coulson can still be alive because I never watched Shield, and I don't know why. Um, it's why also I don't know why. No, I don't understand why Samuel Jackson is in it, and he has an eye, but he died at the end of Infinity War, and we all know he's not and coming he has back. Hair. 
Um, I really wish they'd put in the trailer like 1987 or whatever. It was right? Yeah, or whatever it was. But they, you know, I think they tried I to think show the blockbuster that. Gives that away. Yeah. Well, that well, and the fact know, where they, they just show means, her. It just means she landed in Alaska. They show her in basic training. You know, when she falls, you yeah. see her go through her her growth. You know, periods. Yeah. Um, I first when I when they first opened with her in space, I was wondering if they were going to do it where she, um, if they're going to leave out the whole Marvel part of it, uh, well, part I, of her story. I told Chris that I think uh, Annette Bening is the original Captain Marvel, and they're not going to even touch on Marvel being that. I think they've character. already said that Marvel's not in it. I thought they said Marvel was. Uh, I think they said that Marvel wasn't. I thought uh, because it's, I it's, thought I thought Jude Law's character, character was Marvel. Jude Law's character is Marvel. Right. I thought they said he wasn't. He's listed as Marvel. That could be a false list. And too. also, the leaks on the action figures have him as Marvel. Oh. <laughs> now I know that they show um, the second pilot that's with Carol. You know when they're when they're going to their planes, that ends up being Monica, Photon. Monica Rambeau. Huh? Yeah. Monica Rambeau. I think she she becomes Photon. Yeah, she, she becomes was, a lot of different was, characters. Uh, Mrs. Marvel too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I was glad that they they showed this. You know when she's in. It looks like that she goes into sp- her her somehow her plane ends up in space. You know. Well, it's it's much different than her her her, trend. Or, her origin in comic books. She never leaves. Right. She's always on Earth. Right. She she when the what is it Magnetron explodes something. yeah Magnet, Plasmatron or something explodes she gets her powers because Marvel's caught in the same explosion right here it seems like she's abducted she's in an accident she is a soldier because as as he said I know a soldier when I see one right she's a soldier in the Kree army well yeah but she was also a soldier in the in the United States Army it's intimated that she is a soldier in the Kree Air army Force. if you see it the if you see the images that oh no no EW that I know. releases. She spends time as in, part of the Kree. Part of the Kree. That's not in this. That's not in her comic right. book backstory. So there are changes to it, which are rather interesting. Um, I think it there's cool. also a shot in the trailer where her fighter jet is it's going in like in space, and so that's what the idea. Yeah, that's how she gets. You know, well, that's when I think. That's when I think that lost. she ends up with Marvel, and um, but yeah, the, the introduction of the scrawl. That was something that really threw people off because the scrawl was supposed to be a Fox property. That's what I thought too. Mm-hmm. I so much of that because so is Ronan, right? But Avengers, yeah. So there's this well, Ronan. Ronan, what Ronan was supposed ego to be, was supposed to be also. There's a lot of things. Yes, it, it, there's a lot of different Scarlet Witches too because she's a mutant. Well, Scarlet Witch was, but uh, she had a different. Of, because part of the legal ease was where these characters were used right. predominantly. Right. Scarlet Witch has been an Avenger for a long time. So has Quicksilver. So Quicksilver gets to be in both films, but he has to die in one of them. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, he gets the best scene. And then they try to overdo it the next one or whatever. Right. <laughs> so we don't know the legal ease of Ronin, who was pretty much in Fantastic Four the entire time. The Skrulls that have been in Fantastic Four, but also in... Avengers, in Avengers, and in X Men, and in a Secret War or right. Secret Invasion, so it's a possibility that they're one of the characters that legally Marvel could use. But then there are also characters that, like, um, Teen Negasonic was supposed to be owned by Marvel, but they really wanted to use her in that 
in, in the Deadpool movie. So, many of those so they worked out a deal. Anyway. Well, but they worked out a deal where she could be used in the Fox. Then Marvel acquired. They basically traded, and gave. Mm-hmm. You know, so basically, yeah. you know, you can have Team Negasonic, and we'll take the Skrulls or something like that. Yeah. And you know, just the way they switched them around. So yeah, over. So all in all, with this trailer. It was. I was oh, very impressed with it. I was very excited. I for wasn't this overly film. impressed with it. The first huh? time I saw it, I enjoyed it. And it, like when she's powering up the like the last shot, yeah, or whatever. Sort of seemed. Uh, I don't know, cheesy. I guess or just not. It's that the great. '80s, bro. But see, yeah, here's 90s. here's where I'm wondering when, and I can't wait for the film to figure out so we can see this actually happen. But you saw her on the planet, laying there in her flight suit her U.S. Uh, Air Force flight suit, and you see her hand kind of powering up. So I'm wondering when she actually gets her powers. I mean, she, it may be that when her plane does go into space... They just activate? No, that Marvell is there, and something happens between them you know, at that point. Well, there's talks, there's anyway. that scene where she's like hanging upside down, getting shock treatment, quote-unquote, for <laughs> lack of a better term. But she's like... I think that's when Roner has her prisoner. Yeah, I th- I don't think that's when she gets her powers. I think she's being held prisoner by Ronan, or one of the Skrulls. Mm. Well, the fun thing is, we'll find out. I was that surprised is. to see Ronan in this movie too. So yeah, well, I mean, it's in space. I'm so. glad. I'm glad they are putting Ronan and in he's this. Cree. Beca- well, he's Cree for one, but because they have the chance now to show Ronan being a badass villain, a badass uh, dancer, and then he loses. <laughs> I swear to God, if, if she freaking busts out the electric slide on his ass, <laughs> if Ronan starts dancing on her, <laughs> if she does electric, if she if it's a Captain the Marvel two electric, bo- no, she does electric boogaloo. She starts <laughs> the end dancing. of the movie is Ronan just prince, uh, pra- practicing his dance moves. It's like if this Someday. ever happens again, I'm, I'm that's how they re- that's how they redo Guardians three. But Ronan never what, loses. Introducing the Scrolls allows them. So many more opportunities now. Well, you can introduce almost a secret invasion, and that could be the next. Yeah, that's what I see. That's what I see. The next build. That is the worst idea Marvel could ever do. Well, that's because how you, you can't trust them to do anything. And it's, look, in comics, you did it because you did it. You've got forty years, fifty years of stories. You got to come up with something. What I've talked about in in comics and the reason, or in movies versus comics. The reasons that you can have stakes is you're only making two or three films a year. Yeah. You can kill the bad guy. You can kill the 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 sidekick. You can kill the hero and replace him or her because you don't have to rely on 15 years from now, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers needs to be Captain America or no one's going to have any interest. Right. 15 years from now, these movies are probably going to be done and we're going to be looking at rebooting <laughs> and recasting or whatever. You can let Chris Evans as Steve Rogers leave in Avengers Infinity War 2, take Sebastian Stan and make him Captain America for two films, his own film and in another Avengers film, and everything's fine because right. you only need to do that one or two or and three more times. And then you do times. Secret Invasion and you find out Captain that Steve Rogers. But that's the, if you do that, again, as a comic book fan, that's sure. We've seen that in a million places. It's a trope. It's fun. It's whatever. As a mass audience. No, I know. It's but crap. wait, you, but you don't think as a matter of... It's a cop-out. Sort of. but a cop it is. Out. It is. And I agree. But you don't think a mass audience would 
if all of a sudden embrace that, yeah, all of a sudden no. the, the, the you know I'm going to tell, tell you exactly what the internet's going to say. You're watching it. I'm going to tell you exactly what the internet's going to say. That's lame. That's lame. That's lame. That's lame. That's lame. That's lame. This that's is lame. how they can get away. And then there'll be some homophobic comment. And then that's lame. That's See, lame. I think that's, that's what the I think that's what the the comic book fans would end up saying. But I think that the Mass mainstream audience, especially the kids, comic book would, especially the would kids that, that are too. watching these and the families that are watching these, if all of a sudden, you know, three or four years from now, Steve Rogers comes out of that ship, you know, in the middle of Secret Wars. So everything you've seen is is totally wrong. And they would be so excited. So it'd be. Just, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll excited. give you two words. Clone Saga. <sighs> Spider Man's Clone Saga. That's what everyone's been. The Peter we've been following in comics for the last twenty years or so is a clone, and you're telling me that the Steve Rogers that we watched in Avengers, Avengers Two, Captain America Two, Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Infinity War Two is a freaking alien. That's sent here to destroy our planet. He's still frozen in the water, and that's and we're going to oh, be that's okay. My, with that was that? my that was my original. That was what I originally said. Was they that never he them. never got extracted? That he, he was he was always there. You, I'm going to quote Doctor Ian Malcolm. You're so busy wondering if you trying to find out if you could. You never <laughs> really wondered if you should. Sure, <laughs> you can do it. Sure. Should you do it? No. Marvel makes really good decisions as to what right. to do. And then and also not the mass audience that have been following that character and fell in, fell in love with that character. You think people were pissed off out? at Last Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> you find out that, oh, this guy that I look up to is a frog? Or <laughs> well, okay. Clone or whatever? If you, if you do Build it a wall where, in space. No aliens coming down to be superheroes. If you do it where the, cat, the Steve Rogers in the first Infinity War was the Skrull, then it works. No, it doesn't. Better. How's that? Because then, that after Civil War, when he's gone, that you know when he disappears for a while, with doing whatever, he is switched out. No, because the the cap that you have in Infinity War is badass. He's amazing. He's an <laughs> I, ultimate hero. No, yeah, the this, that moment of him holding just saying the that's gauntlet, the, that look, Chris Evans, as much as you want to say he's just a popular guy, he's not a great. That intensity of his face when he's holding the gauntlet, when he's his bare hands with a god who has the power of all of reality is incredible. And if you tell me that's an alien who really would have flipped and said, hey, you know what? I kind of like this Thanos dude. He's going to destroy all these planets that we want to go take over. I know half of us will be gone too, but it's going to be a lot easier if the Avengers aren't on Earth. Hey, half the Avengers are gone. We're all shape-shifting badasses who can be whoever we want, and half of us have superpowers. And you're telling me you're going to get rid of half of the super team that might keep us from taking over Earth? I'm not trying to stop you. And he, Steve Rogers, Captain America, tries to stop Thanos at every step of the way. I know. I Everybody just... that died in the snap was a scroll. <laughs> no, well, there's only be half of them. <laughs> the real Spider-Man has yet to show. <laughs> it's Tobey Maguire. Wakanda, Wakanda is still unknown. <laughs> Wakanda is forever. Um, it's kind of for. I just think the time being. entering the because. Secret Wars was a successful uh, book. It was Secret Invasion? A Secret Invasion. Secret. Comic books are different than films. Yeah. The audience is different. The built-in audience is different. The audience of Secret Invasion 10 years ago or whatever, or longer, is yeah, not the oh, audience that's, that's reading comics right now that's for true. the most part. That's true, too. Um, I'm sure they flipped their shit, too, when, uh, oh, when that happened. <laughs> Mark it. 
you're going. It was the first yeah. instance. It wasn't even me. It wasn't even. It wasn't Rich or Chris. <laughs> um. So uh, Daredevil season three is being released in just a few weeks. It's like October seventh or something. It feels like we're as exciting as everything is. This it's like they get closer and closer where they're just like. Hey, it's coming out in two weeks. And everyone's like, I didn't realize they were making that. Well, like it's just, it felt like people were just like, I didn't realize they were shooting that. that that's, that's yeah, that's what it felt like. I mean, even with. Uh, yeah, because you forget. It's been a year since the day you watched every single episode. So you're no, like, but even even with uh, Iron Fist. Well, not me. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Iron Fist, they didn't even mention about the production being you know started. Because no one cared about it. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> Then if there's one that shouldn't have gotten a sequel, it probably oh, no. This this season of Iron Fist. Yes, but if you're saying there's one that shouldn't have gotten a sequel based on its first first season, that would have been it. It's yeah. this weird thing I'm thinking about it, and I'm not the one to say anything because I'm so far behind that I probably I don't think I watched any of. Has anything even come close to matching that same excitement as the first Daredevil? Punisher. Really, I I'm say. wondering in, in terms of a mass thing for because. What I feel like when stuff gets released, and this happened, I, I noticed this after Iron Fist 2, and I know we're going off topic. Um, but it's sort of top. I mean, you're getting a Daredevil season three. Right. Daredevil seems to be the only one that people were excited about any way, shape, or form from start to finish. For Daredevil 1 and 2. I, I just like, like, they're like, Iron Fist 2 is out. Okay, I don't care. You know, it's, it's stuff that I don't think anything's come close to matching that first. She never Jones. really can. No, not even close. No. No, there were too many you. people that didn't like Jessica Jones when it came out and had a problem with it. And also just said, like, I don't know who this, per- this person is. Because Defenders didn't get that much of a... No. Defenders should have. That would have been the one that I thought maybe... Be- but I think because not all the series... Like leading- well, not all the series leading up to it were were received the same way, unlike... The bulk of the Marvel films leading up to Avengers was like, oh my god, these are all great. I can't wait to see Avengers. Yeah. This stuff is like, I love Daredevil. I didn't watch Jessica Jones. I watched Luke Cage and liked it, and I hated Iron Fist. Defenders doesn't mean anything to you. Right. You'd rather have Daredevil season three. So it just but Daredevil just season thing is like, three is a direct result. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is right. I'm talking about that sort of how you're reacting to these seasons. I think about that first week or really weekend of daredevil and nothing's come close oh no mm-hmm. no because even even the way i watch them isn't as intense you know i'm not sitting down the first is always going to be but there's nothing that's close i mean even so close even to daredevil it. didn't blow up right away it was after people mm-hmm. watched it oh no no, no. that's friday so first was, that first that first weekend first... that's the thing that i'm talking about that first weekend, I, I run into it every year with the memories, is my entire Facebook wall is, oh my God, I'm masturbating over how great Daredevil is. This is this is better than any Marvel movie. Yeah, this is better after, than anything. That, that, was, that, was, that a, was Friday. That was after week. people started watching it, though. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, that, that's what midnight, I'm talk- yeah. but that, no, but that's what I'm talking about. Nobody has yeah. seen anything since the first Daredevil. That When you see something like Daredevil, that first season, and it's super exciting... And you're like, I saw it and it was amazing and I can't wait for more. The anticipation for the other ones didn't exist. Mm. And even more, after they saw it, it wasn't, wow, Jessica Jones was amazing. Luke Cage is the closest I've seen anyone come to. Daredevil season two. Luke Cage season one. Luke Cage season one. We haven't had season two yet. We have. Oh, my God. That goes into this whole conversation of Daredevil season three being released 
now because month, we had Jessica Jones already this year. We had Luke Cage in August. August. September was Iron Fist. October is is uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. It's and almost it, like Disney's sour saturating something. <laughs> Crazy. And then it's and then the, possibly the possible rumor that Punisher is November. So that means that all the properties they wouldn't do Punisher a month after Daredevil. That's they did they're a, doing a month ever they're, since. They're doing a month. It's to me, it's almost like they're trying to hurry up and finish these, get these things done. But they've Marvel's already said that they're staying with Netflix. It's just really weird that all of you because they were doing three a year. They were you know they did one in 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 spring, one in late summer, and then one in late fall. But you also think maybe now Netflix has a hell of a lot more money than they did. They may have only been able to afford to do three a year. And now you're like, you can do, you know, Disney 40 years ago was probably like, we can't do 633 films a year. Now yeah. we can do 633 films a month because we have $8 billion. See, I think, I think they're either trying to build now to uh, Heroes for Hire or Daughters of the Dragon. Because Misty has become a big part of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I can see Heroes for Hire, because uh, especially with Luke Cage, it's a lot of. Uh, Did you watch? Have you stuff. have you watched Iron Fist? No, not yet. I've see, that's finished, what I'm saying. I just finished Luke Cage last weekend, I think, and I haven't started. The way before. the way, especially the way Iron Fist season two ends, really feels like they're setting up Daughters of the Dragon. And you could, I could, th- those characters are. Very appealing, and I think they could hold their own show. Hmm. I Heroes for Hire is more their show than Daughters of the Dragons. Well, Daughters of Dragons are even part of Heroes for Hire. No, I know, but I, I mean, you I'd could rather see that as the yeah. show. Heroes for Hire, yeah. yeah. Just judging on how Luke and that Cage... would that would I think that's what they would do, and then you just leave. You could either add Jessica Jones into that, and just leave Daredevil separate. I would. I wouldn't. Keep Jessica Jones in that. This is, yeah. She's just such a different stand out or standalone figure. And then she. Well, I'm saying if, anyway, if you wanted to do kind of a a she could help defenders type of thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. But not in terms of a general every single episode. Right, know. right, right, right. Because so. um, we already know that that they are filming Jessica Jones season three because. Uh, Kristen Ritter is directing some of the episodes. Okay. So it was just weird because with with Iron Fist, we didn't know it was coming. Like Luke Cage, they had mentioned that it was in production, that it was going to be out months ahead of time. Iron Fist, there was nothing until Comic Con, mm-hmm. and that's when we got the you know the release date, the release and, date the and then the, the trailer. With Daredevil, you got the teaser trailer that it was coming, but they didn't give a date or anything at first. So we thought, okay, that's going to be the next one, next the beginning of next year, the spring. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, two days ago, they announced yeah. it'll be October. Yeah. And then, which is odd, it's October seventh, I believe. Yeah, that's I think they're which making their Sunday, big drop. When these are usually released on a Friday. Not anymore. They're they're they've just been releasing them whenever they make their drop. Yeah, because no, that's why I was like because oh, people kind of that, and that's that's kind of what I was getting to just saying go with Chris and everything is that people aren't binge watching them like they were when they were you know like Daredevil first came out 
Mm-hmm. People, you know, you sat down that Friday and you didn't do anything until you finished those thirteen episodes. Well, yeah. this is the next season, so it's sort of like, all right, that that initial newness is gone now. So, I, but I, I think I binge watching binge in watch general it. is kind of gone. It is because people are like, there's too much stuff on yeah, that yeah. we want to watch. They I can't. Have too many options now. That yeah. it's just I can't sit. Like I'll watch two episodes watch of this this day, and I'll watch two right. episodes of something else the next yeah. day, or I'll watch like. For me, binge watching now, like I, I don't want to sit through eight hours like we did with Stranger Things season one. Right. I'd rather watch mm-hmm. two episodes a day mm-hmm. through a week to get through ten episodes. You know, or and that's what that's what we've been doing. Even like Stranger Things season two, you know. Now I I have to admit, Stranger Things season one, I end up binge watching with binge watching with Arabella and Beth yeah. because they wanted to see it, yeah. but that was also the weekend that two was coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in two, we did basically one a night. Yeah, but for uh, season one, did you watch all eight? In we day? watched all eight. Oh. So I, I've watched season one. Yeah. I've binge watched it twice, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I did with Luke Cage is when I got home from work, I watched two episodes and then went to bed. And yeah. you know, it was just It's just easier. It's easier. And, you know, it's, you know, those days that I don't have anything to do instead of just you know, sitting in the bed just watching TV. Yeah. Randomly, I'll be like, oh, well, I want to watch this. I want to get through it. Might as well just watch a couple episodes before going yeah. to bed. Well, I mean, that's just it. The, now, I've gotten to the point now where, like, two, maybe three episodes, depending on if, if the second one is, like, on a major cliffhanger. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you could try and will yourself to be like, okay, that's a huge cliffhanger, but I don't want to burn myself out, so I'll just right. watch... The next day or two days from now, and I think that's what happened with with Iron Fist this last season. You know, Beth and I were watching it, and we got to the one before the finale, and it was like a major cliffhanger. We we're like, uh, do we want to? You know, it's like eleven o'clock at night. We're going. Do we want to start it? Do we? And we I mean, said, had, no, no, no. We'll had just two wait. Episodes left. We had one left. Oh, I would have watched the last episode then. If you were that, close. we'd already watched two that night. Oh. So we were like, do we really want to, you know... How many episodes are in that season? 113, I think. Uh, Yeah, most of them were... See, I would almost start out the season with the first episode, and then two, 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 instead of ending... I don't know. But it was also also on a work night, so, you know, it was like, well, just let's all push it. That way you can... You're not... You're not... You don't need to Cramming it in. Right, but you're not cramming it in... And you can actually, you know, and remember what you're watching. Yeah. Um, speaking of Netflix, they just announced Avatar: The Last Airbender series, live action. Okay. That's the one with the blue rabbits banging each other through their tails, right? <laughs> that's why. That's why I kind of left it ambiguous in the beginning. It's like I said before, because the live action movie did so well. You know, it's. I'm, I don't know much of anybody that's. I don't think I like that was the, oh, the cartoon. Amazing. Well, that's the the but the, there were two the movie. Was there two? I just know the first one bombed like that crazy. That Shyamalan movie is the only one I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I everyone, thought there was oh no, there's only nope, one and it failed and it failed miserably. Right. Yeah. So people, fans of the cartoon, are pessimistically excited in a way of the idea that a. Uh, a series right. live action will be much more akin to... But I wonder if this is also holding the expectation that you know a majority of Netflix's shows have done well, so 
because it's on Netflix. It's like the idea of Marvel. Oh, Marvel's making yeah. a movie. It's going to be good. Whereas Netflix is making this show. It's going to be good. Yeah, but that Netflix shows. Uh, I, they've it, done live action uh, anime before from manga. And it's... It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. hit as I, well. I, no, that's when what you I'm have saying. something Titan as and stuff. when you have something as successfully uh, Death Note, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the. I mean, it's it's got a big fall. That cartoon has a big following. Yeah. It has a very hard. Those people, I don't think, are ever going to accept something new that isn't by the same people that gave them what they want. Especially right. like if they announced the Legend of Korra. And a live action, people would lose their minds in a bad way because that is. But people I know that are that are fans of Legend of Korra are very protective of that. But and, when Full Metal Alchemist was announced as a live that's action, that's a totally different fan base than this. Avatar and Legend of Korra here, especially, these are like these are shows. That's like it's my show. This is my. This is uh, mine. This is mine. This is mine. Sure. I don't want to see anything else other than what I've already seen or the same people doing it. It would be like if you told me we're going to do a live-action Samurai Jack and Gendy Tartakovsky's not involved at all, yeah. not a chance. I was like, I, I don't care. I never want to see that because I love Samurai Jack, and, and that last season is incredible. Right. Oh, it would tarnish anything. Yeah, and it's just like you, you can try it, sure, and even if it's good for someone like me going, I've already seen what I need to see. Mm-hmm. I got a full arc of amazing episodes, and I had to wait like six decades between them. To finally get a finish oh, really to the story. Old. Yeah, I know. Is that why the Dragon Ball Z movie was so bad? Dragon Ball no. Z movie is bad for every reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> I know. The Dragon Ball Z movie... Well, it, I couldn't it, even say that with a It's face. bad because you're trying to still... These... Dragon Ball Z is a long-form story. Right. Which is basically six hours of... Uh, 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 and then go, you wait till Goku shows up alive again and he beats the bad guy in 65 episodes. You can't put that into a movie. Avatar is already a long form thing, and that's why it might be more successful to do it as a long form series sure. than trying to do a movie. Because you're trying to take this ginormous TV series, which is very connected episode to episode. It's not like trying to make a movie of, you know, a Law and Order or something. Something that you can very easily take this one little something piece of episodic. and throw it up, up up there. When it's connected as an episodic story of these characters, you have to figure out how to distill this huge piece right. into something very small. So then you've got to make a lot of different choices. And M. Night Shyamalan apparently made all the wrong ones. Yeah. Because everybody hated it. Yeah, they just did a live action of Bleach, too, for TV. Yep. So. What will they announce uh, live action Cowboy Bebop? The internet will explode. Yeah. I've expected the. the, the at some point for them to do that. You can't. You're never no, because never. you're never going to recapture that. Yeah, you're never going to recapture everything that makes Cowboy Bebop Cowboy Bebop. Well, speaking of recapturing things, Harvey Birdman is coming back to TV Birdman. this month. Octo- well, October. Um, not this month. Not this month. Wait, what day did you keep giving for Daredevil? Seventh, isn't it? October nineteenth. Is it nineteenth? Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And October 19th Why is... Why October 7th picked out? The 7th, the 7th is something, back? then. October 19th is a Friday. Because I think Ethan's right. Uh-huh. They've all they've all released on a Friday. Ow! Mother! Puss bucket! <laughs> um, oh, the 7th... October 7th is something. I don't remember what is it is. Is it The Walking, Walking Dead? Dead? Yeah. Oh, uh, it could be. Um, yeah, because tonight is the season finale. <laughs> Zero... Episode zero. But it's also the season finale of Fear. Which the funny thing is. What's episode zero? 
It's just stupid recap episodes that are like yeah. Oh. An hour Fear of the Walking Dead. Morgan is bringing everybody back to Alexandria. <laughs> That's part of the the plot line. Do they think there's a there's a? I'm probably way too close to Mike. Do they think there's someone in Fear of the Walking Dead that's going to take over Andrew Lincoln's role as like the leader standout character? Daryl. No, I mean fear. Is there is that why they're trying to bring these casts together? Because like, ah, we need. Well, we need no, I was telling, like I was telling Rich when he told me that they were planning on bringing him back to Alexandria. I'm like, well, that's well, part of the probably, plot. They're probably like, oh, well, we don't want to do two shows anymore, so let's just put them all into one. Oh yeah, that, that's part of the plot. But I mean, it could be that they, they change the plot line where it does something else. But you know, that's the idea that's going on right now with it. Uh, so Birdman, Harvey Birdman, um, attorney at law. A small little snippet thing that has absolutely no details. In fact, yeah. I don't even know if I'm is it Harvey sure. Birdman or Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. It's Harvey Birdman and um, uh, uh, no, Colbert's coming back. Colbert's with the character is the president of the United States. Oh, well, see if he played. <laughs> but see, this is the thing: if he played his, the same character that he was on Attorney at Law. Just as now the president, that's fine. Right. Yeah, it's, but it's, if he, he plays brings, an entirely different character. In, the, in the, the little snippet that they put in there. No, it's the same character. Okay. Okay. It, it's the same character. And the idea is like he's about to start World War Three or something. Yeah. And the only person that can stop him is the president of the United States. But he's the president of the United States. So he tells Harvey Birdman, you have to figure out how to make me not president of the United States. <laughs> and he's like, I'm on the case. And it just goes through. It's, okay. it's this bizarre thing. And it's just a short little piece. And I don't even know if it was released just to, to kind of gauge the interest yeah, yeah like i saw someone posted it and i looked and i was like what the hell is this and i'm like oh my god it's harvey birdman coming back like do i get samurai jack and harvey birdman in the course of like 16 months are you kidding me they didn't say they didn't there weren't a lot of details there's no details it was just on there and everyone assumes it's coming back but isn't it like the 14th or something i don't know i don't remember I seeing it said something like at the it. midnight of the 14th we or should something. probably like have a meeting before yeah right probably. the what is this episode eight? October fourteenth at midnight. Future? Harvey Birdman is back to finish the job that he started. What That's... job did he start? <laughs> I don't remember. Was there three seasons? More than three seasons. That's three that was the official thing that Adult Swim put out, and then they put go. a video with it. Oh, there you go. Well, Venture is how many episodes? It's his eighth tonight or ninth of this season. Yeah, I don't think Here. it's that one, two, three. Or five. So I'm wondering if it'll... Ah, Birdman. Not sure why you're here, but good to see you anyway. I'm here about that delicate matter. Birdman, oh. I'm president. They're all delicate matters. Don't be shy. You're among friends here. Except that guy. My secretary of... Uh... Vice president. Secretary of vice president. Get me out of this before I do something crazy. Like what? Like this. Altoids, I've been looking for you everywhere, my darlings. Come to Papa Tongue. Don't you mean Moscow? No, silly. Launching a rocket at Moscow isn't crazy. You have to recall it. Only another president can recall that missile. Why can't you? Because I'm crazy, Birdman. We covered that. And I'm not sure I was even elected. We need a real president to get it back, so you've got no choice but to get me out of being president. you got to impeach me. Uh... We're waiting. I'll take the case. Ha, ha, ha. You can go home again. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what they put the put out for Harvey Birdman. All I care about is if peanuts in it. <laughs> you know what? It may just be it may be just a, a small little mini series they're doing because it probably is. 
Colbert, you know, has so much hatred for <laughs> the uh, the current administration. I do like the thread of like, who's Colbert's a dick? No, I'm pretty sure it's just because Colbert's a dick. <laughs> um, oh, it's Harvey Berman, Attorney General. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes it even better. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 so stupid. For as much as I rail and comes up with something new or whatever, it's still you get giddy when you see something like. If it's been this amount of time and it yes. is something kind of short, the problem is when usually this happens, like when there was a big break between season three and season four of Boondocks, and it wasn't even done by Aaron Cooter. It right. was terrible. You had that huge break before Mike Judge comes back and does a small season of, of Beavis and Butthead, and there's one episode out of the six or seven they did that yeah. I can remember at all, and it's brilliant, but the other ones are just trash. So it's it's tough because, speaking of doing live action of, of other cartoons, it's hard to recapture that. Sure. The Harvey Birdman is amazing. Like, those seasons are incredible, and the way that you, 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 you get it in. Yeah. And... It's. I mean, I'm sure if it's the same creators and everything, we have big gaps in terms of Venture Brothers because it's all Hammer and Public doing the whole show. The creator quality, the quality control because of the creative control is so great. But I saw it and I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Um, Hopefully, they don't bring back Aqua Team though. I don't know how much more you can do. <laughs> no, they had. They had their run. But I mean, did they say how many episodes or anything that was going to be? Not that I know of. I'm sure there's probably a fake IMDb page or something. Uh, there is an IMDb page, and it says it's going to air December 19th, which is odd, because that's not what it said on their uh, Adult Swims thing. Yeah, remember I always tell you, IMDb is not the most reliable right. person in the world. But it doesn't say if it's you know how many episodes, or if it's just like a short film, or what they're doing with it. Weird. Um, yeah, but I saw, when, you, when I saw that Harvey Birdman thing, I was like, we definitely got to talk about that, because it's, uh, everybody... I don't know of a person that, that I don't know of a person that watched or that watched Adult Swim back then that didn't like Harvey Birdman. Harvey Birdman's amazing. Oh yeah, I for all that. the crap that was on Adult Swim, Harvey Birdman was great. Yeah. So if they do a Tom goes to mayor up with relaunch, oh my god, I'm out. <laughs> There's so many Adult Swim things that other people absolutely adore. Tim was it Tim and Eric awesome show. Tim and Eric awesome all show. their shows. Oh. God, they, that was they, terrible. Yeah, but they make a new show almost like every two or three seasons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Ooh, there's so many Adult mouse. Swim stuff that it's that just... Was, oh, that was the worst. Which one? 20-ounce mouse. Oh, oh, yeah. Super Jail. I didn't like any of those. It's just because I, I couldn't... There was like three of them I couldn't gravitate gravitate towards the art, the animation, so I'm like, eh, I'm done. And it was such, I, it was such weird, but abstract humor. What about there was a CSV UVX? Oh, Pat Oz, but that was live yeah. action though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'm like, this isn't. I know it's Adult Swim, but it's or something like yeah. that. Like I like Squidbillies. It was a short lived. Squidbillies is hilarious because it's just stupid. Squidbillies, I didn't like. Uh, Robot Chicken is still on. Sometimes. Robot Chicken is whenever they finish one, I guess. Yeah. Robot Chicken had its run. I don't think enough people know what the hell it is anymore. Aqua Teen was great. Aqua Teen was the most unevenly awesome show. Yes. Because there are some of those that are flat out oh, yeah. garbage. Yeah, yeah. And there are some of them, like the ones that we would watch, where I'd fall off Well, those, off fir- the those chair. first like four seasons were great. Yeah, and then it, this four is some odd stuff. Well, after they got past the movie, it was kind of... There, oh, was, there was hit and miss. I actually think I went and saw that in theater. I've actually never seen the movie. I think you did. They did, I think they I did, one, they did one, like, re... They get, went back to that as well they had one season of like new episodes and that was the end of it for aqua teen i haven't even seen those i right. had those on the dvr for the longest time i was like i don't know when i'm gonna get to these i just took them off 
So uh, we're going to wrap things up with unwrapping uh, Batman's Wang. We're going to talk about the Joker, too. Oh, and the Joker. Well, we'll talk about Joker first. So I know last week we mentioned the Joker. They put out some images of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Or at least they, they showed that teaser of him. With it, you know, laughing or something. No, we saw that after. What we talked about last week were the images on set of Arthur. His name was Arthur. Right. And it was just the, the sans makeup. Right. And then they did a video this week of supposedly a test in which they kind of, you see Joaquin Phoenix's Arthur with no makeup or anything. Yes. And he starts to start to smile. And then there's like a. It's a it's flash like a, or something. Yeah. Or it's like a rotating camera or something like that. Right. I don't even remember. And then. The images of him in the Joker makeup, supposedly the Joker makeup, show an overlay over his face. Yes. The Joker makeup looks like a standard clown makeup, the red yes. and blue. And this week we got pictures from the set or, or official images as well. And you kind of see the full body of him in that. We saw pictures of him on this. We saw pictures last week of him on the set. Right. Arthur, he, one of them, he was yeah, talking to like a clown a suit, or something. Yeah, he's talking to a clown. And so here's the, the new ones in... The suit looks more like the Batman 66 season Romero suit. The hair it looks, looks very like much a cross like, oh, between Heath Ledger's the... hair. And then the makeup is kind of, I said it looked like the masks that they were wearing in the bank heist yes. in Dark Knight. So it seems to be homages to a lot of different characters. It's been a weird week to watch the reaction to this because a lot of people are like, Joaquin Phoenix is, is, an, is an artist and an actor and whatever he chooses, it's going to be great and it's going to be amazing. And you feel like the same people that 10 years ago were like, Heath Ledger's going to be terrible because he doesn't do anything. I said on, I think I said on, this com- doesn't change my disinterest in this film. But it does look like they're going with the idea that they originally pitched of, of kind of a uh, taxi driver. Oh, it's not an original pitch. They've admitted, they've said that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, to his costume, his costume looks to me like... Did you say it was Dan DeVito? No. <laughs> I, I'm an idiot. I, I said De Niro instead of Scorsese. Could have been... Uh, could be the Joker. You know? But his costume looks like a combination of the 66 and then the Tim Burton one. Uh, for, uh, for the Joker. It's not as garish as Nicholson's. Nicholson, I mean, because like the, the memory Nicholson had that one like purple. It looks like it's patterned exactly after Caesar Romero's. The colors, but but the style, the, the style seemed more like the the uh, no, it Tim Burton like suit. Yeah, suit. It looks it looks like Caesar Romero's suit. Yeah. Now all he has to do is paint over his mustache. <laughs> that would have been funny if he actually yeah, had a mustache. Yeah, yeah. grows a mustache and I just put it over. That'd but the, the hair is definitely the the Dark Knight In the Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in it. I, I mean, I'm going to see it probably. But then again, as we discussed before, I see a lot of crap. And I've I seen Meg. So I've seen. I have seen all the DC films in the movie theater. All of the newer ones. Yeah, you're an idiot. I've no, seen I've, seen, I've seen. Oh two. wow, <laughs> I've seen every DC film in the theater since Tim Burton's Batman. No. Since Superman, the original Superman movie. You went Superman 5, Quest for Peace. Yep, I've seen all those in the theater. I saw all of Tim Burton's. I saw all of Joe Schumacher's. I saw all of... Uh, See, the funny thing is, is, is you, you, you've grown up into this life of now where we don't have to accept really bad comic book films right. because we got so much, and you still see really bad comic <laughs> No, you didn't see Jonah Hex in the theater. Uh, no, I that's didn't. not DC. 
No, right. it's not. You're correct. <laughs> I did not see Jonah Hex. Because you the made theater. the big deal. Of, well, I didn't have to pay for it. It was on a streaming service I already owned or whatever. That was correct. And I said, you're still telling them that you're willing to watch that film. That is correct. Buy the I movie, did not see. Rent out an entire theater and say, play this for me <laughs> so I can say I've seen it in theater. No. Jonah Hex was, oh, God. Whew, I forgot about that movie. Till you, uh, as and Josh far as Brolin is making up for it, for <laughs> no, as far, that is Josh Brolin. As far yeah. as the worst DC films, I totally forgot about that film. That film's there, but oh, I don't know if that's better or worse than Suicide Green Lantern. Oh, oh Green Lantern! Because Green Lantern, besides Batman and Robin, has to be the worst DC film. Doesn't have to be, but I mean, Jonah Hex and there's a three. lot of contenders. <laughs> so, speaking of Batman, he let it all hang out this week. Batman. Um, so, Batman Damned came out, and the Bat Wang came out. No, Bruce Wang. Bruce Wang. Bruce Wayne. Bruce, Bruce Wang. Uh, Bat Wang works too. No, Bat Wang. Bat Wang. <laughs> It's the Batawang that's attached to his utility belt. That just sounds like it's someone... also the Boy Wonder, the Bat Signal. That just sounds like someone with a speech impediment. Say Batawang. It's Mr. Freeze. Just, just if there's makeup on it, it's the Joker. Does he put makeup on it? You never know. So um, he dresses up as a bat and beats people up for a living. Chris, do you want to tell everybody what happened with Batman's Wang? Yeah, Batman shows his Wang, and everybody lost their mind. The end. <laughs> the end. Lee Bermejo and Brian Azzarello did. Uh, it's the first official release under DC's Black Label, a mature audiences label. And uh, for two months now, we've known that in this book, Batman is completely naked, and there is a full frontal nudity shot of him walking through the Batcave. Uh, there's actually two panels that seemingly and quite prominently, once the issue was released, show his. Penis, like one panel that's just his penis. <laughs> they might as well have it, that book would probably be a hundred dollars then. Uh, and it released on Tuesday, and it apparently caught everybody by surprise, even though we've known about it for two months. Uh, it started in the solicitation. There was a retailer preview that was given out to stores to help sell the book. It's there. It the the, the printing is terrible for the retailer book because it was a free book. Right, just doing it real quick to give you an idea of what it's going to be. It has no dialogue in it. It was mostly. I don't even think it has the last couple pages, if I remember right. Um, and by midday, all the speculeeches were running out to get it because speculeeches. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Speculeeches, uh, flip tards, stuff like that. It's a lot of different <laughs> names. Um, because DC had seemingly announced, but didn't announce, but did announce that the second printing will be censored. Well, uh, do you think that's what caused the the mad rush? Yeah. Or do you think it was because just it's now, Batman's now there's something unique with this book? Because there's, there's a, a, a possibility, a likely possibility, this will be the only time it'll be uncensored. It is censored digitally, and for everyone out there that saw the news stories on Wednesday and Thursday that were like, DC kowtowed to the pressure and censored it digitally once it came out, they didn't. There was always a plan to censor digitally because it's carried on platforms like Comixology, mm -hmm. and those platforms have to adhere to Apple guidelines, and Apple guidelines do not allow you as an app to promote pornography, so you right. can't have no can't have nudity. That was when Saga a few years ago 
had a specific issue that wasn't released on Comixology. All the other ones were. That's an issue that showed Bukaki in the very first panel. <laughs> yeah. So that issue was not released on Comixology because Comixology said if we release this, Apple has the right to take our entire app off of every system. And so it was always censored digitally. There was never a decision after it came out and retailers complained and fans complained and mom and dad complained and grandma and grandma complained and DC complained and all of this other stuff. It was never that case at all. The second printing being censored is. It seems to be that people were upset and they censored it. There is no information for sure whether this will be censored in subsequent printings and especially once it's edition, uh, collected. It is a three-issue prestige format series. And the funny thing is, is, for the last two months, I've been watching retailers bitch about the size. It's magazine size. It's prestige-bound, which means it has a, a, a thicker spine. Mm-hmm. And they've been bitching about, we can't put it in a long box. My fans can't put it in a long box, so they don't want it. I'm not going to order a lot of them. And now they're bitching, like, I, couldn't, I didn't order enough. I need to get more. And it's sold out at D.C., it's just so odd that they're complaining it. about the size. Yeah. Um, and it's bigger. <laughs> On the inside, too. Uh, he, does have, to he does have a fairly more prominent penis. It. It's not Ned Flanders style, where it's down halfway down his thigh. Right. Which is, he, we, were, we were making fun of it. It'd be hilarious if it was. And you just like, you, you tell us that when he's in the bat suit, one of those thigh <laughs> muscles is actually his, his wang. Um, but the thing is, the he's got story, nothing to be ashamed of. The story of, right? and the art has been. Well received by people that actually got to read it, but now nobody gets to read it because copies were snapped up as quickly as possible. Because the book at the end of the night was thirty to forty dollars on eBay, and now it's at fifty to sixty, and it's just going to keep going higher as copies are disappearing. Wow. And I hate this mic. I'll fix it before next week. Uh, so now it, in a way, taints the whole thing. Even though you don't see it, but you don't see it. But what is that? This issue has simply become an issue about Batman's penis, and it has nothing to do with the story anymore. And that's all anybody's looking for. And so, people who do are interested in the story have to wait till the second printing that isn't presented as the way that Bermejo and Azarello intended it, whether that's right or wrong, because it shows nudity. But again, it's a mature label book. It was never intended for for anyone under the age of eighteen or whatever. People who are squeamish. It's the now second eighty four ninety nine. Yeah, it'll be a hundred dollars before the end of the weekend. Oh, there's one for ninety nine. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a hundred bucks by probably next Wednesday, and it'll hold that value probably for about two three weeks. And the second printing will come out. And people, the problem is those type of of books when they're brand new like this, it's fueled by other speculators who are buying it over cover, thinking they can sell it way over cover, and then it all falls apart because you can never find what we always call the, the final consumer. And the final consumer is who wants to read it, who wants to hold on to it, who wants to read it and, and put it there until the second issue comes out, read the two issues together, until the third issue comes out. Those people can't get it anymore because the book's going to be $100. The, the other thing that's kind of wrapped up in this is DC has a new president. Yes. And this is her first kind of big thing. DC executives have kind of said, we didn't expect this to become the story because we really didn't think it was a big deal for a mature label book to have nudity in it and now this is this is it batman 55 features dick Grayson getting shot and it's a story that's going to affect the rest of the nightwing series for however long nobody could care less 
It's it just it just sits because everybody who's rushing into shop is. Do you have Do you have Batman Wang? Do I need that book with Batman's penis? Do you have it? Do you have it? Can I get 132 copies? I need. I, I just I just want to read it 132 times, but I don't want to read it twice. But it's all for reselling. Yeah, that's all it is, and so it 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 changes the whole perception of what that book could be or is, and how do you use it going forward? We'll see what number two does. Number two is not going to sell anything near unless they're like, oh hey, we're going to put There's Catwoman in it. No, we're going to put Catwoman in it, and you can see her labia. Wow, you see her kitty. Yeah. So it's sold for eighty four ninety five seventy. 80, 75, 86, 79, 150, 77, 70, 75, 140, 75, 70, 145, uh, somebody at Best Offer did it at 160, 70, 70, 135. Here's one that sold for 245. That one's CGC'd, though. And it's CGC'd for 9.8. That's impossible. The turnaround time for CGC is it's too short. Unless it's unless it's something that CGC is selling, or it's something where they, they had... Pre, used to be able to buy... Uh, Top Cow used to do this, where you could pre-buy... Um, you can pre-buy the... You could pre-buy a 9.8. Right. It's just... The story itself is going to get lost in this, and that's probably what's the worst part about it. Yeah, see, pre-sale item, CGC Fast Track, will ship out as soon as it arrives back from CGC. The thing is, even if they sent that in on Wednesday... Next, if they pay next day? You can't pay next day at CGC. CGC, like, minimum is three days hmm. before you even find oh, out what yeah, the thing so. is, what the, what the rating is. This is fascinating. So, anyway. I mean, like I said, the, the, the craziest thing about this is the story, you know, that is going to get lost in all of the circus surrounding the, the what, is it two panels? What, four panels at the most? Two. Well, I'm there's, talking about even when he's just naked. Like, there's, two, there's two panels of his penis and there's one panel of his, of his butt. Right. So, of three panels of nudity... You're, the story is going to get lost. You know, the people that want to read this are not going to be able to read it. You know, presumably, unless they, you know, they have to wait. Well, I guess it's something because it doesn't happen as often, so that's why it's big, making a big hullabaloo. Like you don't see. Well, Batman there's also here's the thing. There's also this position. thing over the last couple of months in which the speculation market has started to ramp up, and the known commodities have skyrocketed in price, first appearances, stuff like that. You have you had people selling first appearance of the Hulkbuster armor for $100. It's an armor. First appearance of the Infinity Gauntlet is anywhere between 50 and 100 bucks. So these the, the these these this group has tried to manufacture these type of things. We're seeing we're seeing first appearances of stuff that you have no idea when some you have moon This moon one's going to be first appearance of Batman's dick. Well, there's a first appearance of Bruce Wayne. Um, the Battle Wang. The like I said, Mo- Mo- Moon Girl had Moon Girl had an issue. It, Moon Girl twenty eight was an issue that was first appearance of Omnipentitus or something like that. It, it's like a joke character in kind of a comedy book. 
That was $30 by the weekend because it was first appearance of a character that nobody knew anything about. Um, Miss... Or was it Miss, Miss Marvel Manifest? I don't remember. There's Wilson Fisk's daughter, the, the little kingpin or whatever, kingpin girl. That went crazy. Uh, Donny Cates is doing a story in Venom that has to do with the symbiotes. 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 The race that has this god called Kanal, and everyone assumes that Mighty Thor number six, written by Jason Aaron, which is uh, has this god killer, meets the symbiote god. That went from a $2 book to $60 in less than 24 hours. Well, you remember Catwoman 23 and the new 52 went way up, too, at one point. Well, no. Joker's Daughter was pre-hype. Right. That book was $40 to $50 a day it was released. In two weeks, it was under 15 bucks yeah. because it was crap. It was total crap. This is, we're finding stories, and then we're going backwards, or we're trying to make new things. They've done this with covers. They've done with a lot of this stuff. So this mentality and i lived through the 90s it's like we're gambling on this character being big yeah, sometime right. later in the future and you have you have different things <laughs> i told the story it's funny we talk about daredevil season three and, and the the villain is typhoid mary uh before, that was in iron before fist. C- or was she an iron fist she was an iron fist okay i thought she was in i thought she was gonna be in daredevil also i she's an iron fist she was an iron fist she may uh, be she may be in anyway the point of the story was before season two of daredevil we didn't know exactly what was going on you know, they right. just announced it I took a first appearance of Typhoid Mary, which is a book that's under $5. I put it in the case, and I said, rumored villain for Daredevil Season 2, and I sold it for like something like $25. Completely manufactured, because there was no truth to it. People are grabbing all these little pieces. Sure. There's a character, there was some like nightmare character that everyone was assuming was going to be like in Guardians of the Galaxy or something, and so this one book just skyrocketed. Well, and then I'll tell like you what that. you do is, the first appearance of Robin, you put first appearance of Batman's dick. Boom. <laughs> first appearance of Robin's pretty expensive anyway. I, know. I know but still I don't think I have to manufacture but what I'm saying is those types of, of comics this happened with the original art for a while too original art was sort of a, this, right. this sort of thing you know Jim Lee was here and most of it was here all of a sudden original art exploded I remember standing next to Willis Portasio at WonderCon a couple of years ago and there was a guy there who was somewhat a collector of art and everything. And he said, yeah, I used to be able to buy pages for a hundred dollars, you know, kind of just basic pages from successful artists. Sure. Not Kirby, not Ditko, not Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, people like Willis Portacio, a very successful comic book artist who had pages for sale. He's like, I buy his pages now are five, $600. Yeah. Because one, a lot of modern guys don't use paper anymore. They're right. all digital. So there's a, there's a shrinking market for it, but it's also people got involved with these as collectibles. And it's now just passing from pe- person to person to person in terms of reselling it. We've always seen it with art, and we've seen it with big issues. You know, the, the, the Superman issue just that keeps getting resold over and over again and usually sets records for it. It's the same issue, yeah. usually. It's only like three issues that sell at auction over and over again. So this is the kind of stuff in the short term, and you're trying to make that quick turnaround and there's few books that you can do that if you can get out there and you can get you know a copy at eight dollars in this store and a copy at eight dollars in this store and find the this, the rube store owner that'll sell you five of them at eight bucks because they just want to get rid of everything before the weekend right and then all of a sudden you sell all those for 60 to 80 dollars not bad most of the time it's people picking up 3.99 books that can only sell them for ten dollars and you're like well i lose 30 percent for ebay fees so that's only seven dollars 
I got to ship it. And I've charged the guy $3 shipping, but it's going to cost me 7 That's another 4 You also got your PayPal fee. and You also have your PayPal fee. And you also have your time. Yep. There's a, lot of, there's a reason why we don't do a lot of eBay at the store. The time, the time for eBay is insane. Yep. So if you're, not, if you're not selling to liquidate or you're not selling for extreme profit, it's not worth it for us. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. I'm wondering why you're only charging someone $3 for shipping when it costs 7 No, I'm talking people on eBay. We don't charge $3 for shipping. Oh, people on eBay, they'll put the cost like or the price at like $5 for something that's, you know, like $50, but then the shipping is 47 or 48. Oh, no, I know that. I'm saying that's I didn't well, that would, no, that's to get eBay to not take the fee. Right. Because they can't, they, they don't t- charge you based on shipping, they charge you on the sale price, which they now do because I guess because of that. Because there were a lot of, I saw that in G.I. Joe all the time. I was yes. seeing, I was seeing vehicles when, when, when I was first price. looking for the Thunder Machine, the Thunder Machine was selling for like 30 to $50, right? right? I found one for ten bucks, and yeah, the shipping was forty-five bucks. Yep. Anywhere in the continental United States was forty-five dollars because eBay was not taking shipping fee, you know, part of it. Now, yes, it's a now gross price. At, yeah, they do the gross price. But and it's, so a, it's also from a there is really expensive stuff in eBay, especially from reputable dealers. Now has free shipping because like yeah. it's going to be the same thing. If you buy it for two hundred dollars, it's a book that's one hundred and eighty, but we're going to charge you two hundred because that's what we we would charge you twenty dollars for shipping to ensure a hundred and eighty dollar book. So here's all of it. So. Yeah. All right, anybody you think? There you go, eBay. Anybody got anything else other than Batman's Wang? Yeah, Bruce's Wang? Therm Scissor Punch. I do like yeah, his last name is Scissor Punch. I don't know. We'll I look at his hands. Why well, no? He's a crab. From Solo. Crabby. So crab. make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris, Mikey, and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>